Well, good morning. Hello there. And welcome to the in-between. I said good morning, but I don't know when you're listening to this. That's a good point. Um, maybe it's in the morning. But it's morning for us, and I'm excited to jump in. It's just me and Chris today. Yay. I mean, boo. Right. Oh, boo. Um, but the show must go on. That's right. And as they as they say, and um, I'm I'm excited. I know that uh, I don't know how far you've gotten as far as prep. I know it's only Tuesday, and when we talked yesterday, you're like, I don't really know how far I'm going to get or where I'm going to go exactly. But we're in First Samuel 28, right? And so this is an this is an interesting part of the story, to say the least. Yep. Of, um, and so. Can I throw it over to you? Kind of where, where do you, where do you go with this right now? Yeah. And are you? My assumption is you'll probably make it through the whole chapter. Is that a correct that's the assumption? Goal. Yeah, okay. that's the goal is to get through this whole chapter. Okay. Um. And and I want to, you know, obviously with this chapter, I do need. To, I'm going to talk some about the occult and mm. and some of that kind of stuff. But this chapter is clearly not meant to be like the prime. The you know. This, mm-hmm. this is not the primary book for the occult. Right. This isn't the, the Bible teaching us about the occult. Mm-hmm. And if we man, dwell on that, we're missing the... We can miss the, some other really yeah, important, important stuff, stuff here. Yeah. And so, and, and we need to talk about it, which mm-hmm. is a, I mean, in some ways a bummer because mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I'm, I'm not excited about, you know, facing this kind of passage. Obviously, mm. I don't think anybody would be. Yeah. But it's a, that's still something we've got to we will touch on and talk mm-hmm. about as we run into a woman who um, apparently authentically somehow calls up the spirit of Samuel. Mm. And this is a true like once off, like we don't, we don't really get, we this, don't again. get this. And so there's nothing to relate it to, nothing to compare it to. Mm. Um, and in the passage, you know, there's some intrigue that we'll look at. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Um, but in my mind, as fascinating as that stuff is, the whole you know, what, what Saul is going through here, mm-hmm. um, what David is going through is really, I mean, this, this, this one feels actually, what's funny is you just a minute ago, were relating the duel of the fates mm-hmm. from, um, the clone, I guess, clone wars, one mm-hmm. of them, whichever one, the, I don't watch, I don't watch the original, yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. I don't watch I those three, see. one, yeah. two, and three, but, uh, attack of the clones maybe, or mm-hmm. Phantom, I need to Phantom Menace. Yeah. That's what it's from is Phantom Menace. Yes. Anyway, um, but uh, um, with a movie score with this, some of this chapter, yeah. which I think this whole chapter reads, much of this section of Samuel reads like a movie yeah. script, but this yeah. section of Samuel certainly does. Mm-hmm. And it's going to open with, you know, David's been fighting alongside the Philistines with Achish and, and Achish declares to David, hey, hey, good news. We're going to war against Israel. Mm-hmm. And... David has painted himself into a corner. We're going to see two men who have painted themselves into a corner in this mm-hmm. chapter. This is one of the few places anywhere where Saul and David find themselves in similar situations. Man. Um, and so, and so, uh, I don't know, make a note there. Um, so we have this, you know, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, it, David, who has been lying to mm-hmm. Achish, to convince him he's been attacking the Jews, mm-hmm. the Israelites. Well, now all of a sudden Achish says, oh, you've gotten so good at this. We definitely want you to go to war with us when we go fight your people. 
And now David's stuck. He's now going to be in a big war with a whole bunch of Philistines, and yeah. he's not going to have any choice but to fight. Mm-hmm. And, and which it, is he's an, trapped. Which is an interesting juxtaposition to when we first encounter David, or one of the yeah first times, and he's mm-hmm. fighting against the Philistines. Oh, yeah. So now we're seeing a twist of fate in a way, well, you know? He, he, in many ways, he's now the lead warrior um, for Achish. Right. Well, who do you think was the lead warrior for Achish 30 years ago? Goliath, Goliath was. Right, which is wild. And me. so David has essentially taken on, he, he, in the end of this, mm-hmm. very well, I will make you my bodyguard for right. life. That's what, you, you got to imagine that was probably Goliath's job. Right. If Achish was king at that time, we don't right. know for sure, but he was the but king regard, of Gath, yeah. which is where Goliath was from. And so David, we talked about how David had kind of taken on Goliath's role mm. with um, Nabal and Abigail. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have quite literally David probably taking the job that was mm-hmm. formerly held by Goliath. Yeah. Um, so I, this is crazy. And is it like, are we supposed to read it as like, he is, he has been living in deception. Yeah. You know, we were talking, so it's like these, these decisions has led him to be in this position. That's right. And and again, keep in mind, once again, what we see, this pattern we see all through Scripture mm-hmm. is when, which we talked about last week, when people go to the Lord and he guides them, then typically he then blesses where they go. Mm-hmm. In this situation, you have David, who this I think is clearly meant to be. This is David's strategy. This is David's mm-hmm. plan. This is David's solution. and And so he has taken it on. He's managed it. Mm-hmm. He's very competent. He can lie and kill with the best of them, right? Um, and, then, and and I mean, and he's fooled Akish. Like yeah, Akish has Achish no idea. Completely flummoxed. In fact, Akish is going to stand up and speaks for speak for David's integrity. Right in twenty nine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's like wow. He's, he's that he's that good. That at, good. At, he yeah. is gonna he's going to stand up against the other kings of Philistia and declare he's that it is unjust. Right? For David to right. not get to fight with them against Israel because he is, like you said, blameless. Blameless. And it's it's incredible. Right. And so you almost feel bad for Akish. Right. Like, <laughs> poor guy. I mean, he's right. been lied to so effectively. I'm a, but I, and I, I will get here in 29. I'm also curious if, if Akish might have a reputation. If the, okay, David fooled, David fooled you once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the leaders of the Philistines are like, Okay, yeah. he's still not going to battle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, it is it, funny I'm that they aren't. Their their attitude is very much so different in twenty nine. Yeah. Like the other kings are like, yeah, but no, he's not. Yeah. Do you the, you realize this could go poorly, and so let's just just send him back home. That's right. You know right. what I mean? But so so we get that, and then we immediately get like a rehashing in verse three that Samuel has died. That's Sorry. right. We get reminded, so and I think I think this is to pour on the fact that Saul is without resources. He's like at the end. He's a, he, he has mm. run out of everything. Um, I, I think that's what's going on here. This is, I, I'm going to reference the fact that the people who are merciful, you know, those who have, who are more merciful mm-hmm. might can find some now, some new mercy for Saul, not because he doesn't deserve everything. He, this is a bed he has made. This right. is the corner he has painted himself into. Um, but man, how, what a horrible thing to be Saul right now. Mm-hmm. God is totally silent with yeah. him. Um, nothing he is doing is is 
getting God's attention. Now, it, it may be that all of that is being faked. Mm. Um, Chronicles implies that he didn't even seek out the Lord. Yeah. And so it may be that this is even like not, not the full story, but, mm-hmm. but he inquires of the Lord. The Lord didn't answer him. Mm-hmm. Not dreams by Urim or by prophets. Well, mm-hmm. and he killed all the prophets. Well, that's the thing. You know? It's like why doesn't he have why, why doesn't he have a priest who can handle the Urim and the Thummim for him? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're all dead because right. Saul killed them all. Why is why why doesn't he have Samuel to go to? Well, Samuel's dead after being estranged from him for the last probably twenty years, right? Because Saul was such a terrible person to him. So his relationship with his own son Jonathan totally estranged. His most faithful warrior, servant, musician, leader, and comforter is now the chief warrior for one of his enemies. Right. Like, it's, yeah, imagine Saul mm-hmm. looks down this army of Philist- Philistines and somewhere in the middle probably sees David's banner mm. and is like, oh, mm. may- maybe the guy who's 10 times the warrior I am, maybe it wasn't smart to drive him mm-hmm. away. So anyway, it, it's Man. a... Well, oh, this was another question that I had. Are there... Um, you know, you, t- you talked about either by dreams or by Urim. Right. The, I thought, like, are there, are there multiple, like, are there multiple ephods? There's that not have supposed it? to be. Cause I, th- my thought was, I thought David and his men had the ephod. They do. They have, they have okay. the one, the correct one. Apparently okay. Saul has just had one made. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Cause yeah. I was more just like, I, out of ignorance, like maybe they had two, or maybe they had a backup. Um, okay. That yeah. They're not sense. supposed to. Okay. Um, but. Clearly, that did happen. Okay. Um, we see that. And clearly, it didn't work. And it didn't work. You know. That's right. God wasn't speaking to him through it. Man. And so, that's when, you know, Saul decides to go to a necromancer. Which and, which he has previously outlawed. Apparently. Right? So, it's which like... he didn't. Oh, God okay. did. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. So, God in Deuteronomy, God forbids necromancy and all that kind of stuff. And and that's... I'm going to come down to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, th- I think that's, it's, it's fascinating to see all the juxtaposition and the temptation of Christians like, we'll even do this. Like mm-hmm. if, it, Alistair Begg uses the phrase that I loved. He said, he said, if I can't hear from heaven, then I'll try hell. Yeah. And like, that's, that's not smart, I know. obviously. And so I, I'm going to unpack this idea mm. of, of kind of what the occult is and, you know, what, uh, I had to, you know, had to look up online how mm. much an Ouija board is nowadays. Yeah. Um, to like buy one, thirty bucks. I'm not gonna. Wow. Well, I wouldn't buy one anyway. Right, but right. It's like, I mean, the greatest crime of a Ouija board is probably not the spiritual stuff. It's probably the fact that Hasbro makes right twenty twenty seven dollars in profit on a piece of plastic and a piece of cardboard they sell to yeah. people. But, but, it's it's kind of like. You know, I don't I don't know if Russian roulette is the right analogy because yeah. I don't know what maybe it's a Russian roulette with a thousand chambers. Yeah. But it it's the consequences of playing in the occult are such that that's we shouldn't do that. I, I yeah. actually think I was encouraged to see that I'm not the only one who thinks this, that that when she cries out with a loud voice in twelve, the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with mm-hmm. a loud voice. I've always interpreted that as that. She's never seen this that, before. Okay, I was listening to a sermon and I was gonna mint I was yes. gonna ask you that because I was like it would seem from her reaction, yeah, she's stunned. Like, oh, I, oh, shoot, it worked. It worked. You know, <laughs> yes, and then it's exactly. like, and now I don't know what to do. I don't do. know what to do. Right. This is a, and, and, and no one's, this has never happened. And somehow she interprets it as, wait, you're Saul. 
Yeah. Like, I don't know how she, at this moment, because he's tall, yeah. like, does she finally put the pieces together? Is it, why would God allow this? Right. I, I, I just, we but know nothing like she, about but her. It's, it seems like she knows immediately. Immediately, because it works. Yes. Wait, you deceived me. Yes. You're Saul. Like, I don't know if God reveals that to her right. in that moment. A lot of people think this is a woman who is a con artist. She has mm-hmm. been conning people out of money her whole life. Yeah. She's never talked to a spirit. Just like that's that's why, you know, Harry Houdini or or the great Randy or mm-hmm. or whatever, these 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 guys could go around and and prove, mm-hmm. you know, how fake these people are. Like right. that's a that's that's part of this like deal for them is this is a con for her. Mm-hmm. She's made her money her whole life. If anyone had come and checked her, it never would have worked. But she seems to understand not only that it works, but that it's God who's making it work. And the only reason God would make it work is because he's trying to communicate somehow to Saul. And so it's just, a, it's, it's, well, it's the most ridiculous thing oh, ever. Absolutely. But the, I feel like the next part is what's most chilling to me. Yeah. Is the, is the fact that like he comes up, he's like, what does he look like? Yeah. He's an old man and he's wearing a robe and, and, the, and it's like, it's like, yeah, is, all, there a little tear, all, is there a little tear in the robe? I'm just, I know. I'm just like my, my, I feel like, I feel like I get chills. Cause yes. I'm like, it's the robe again from, from when we first meet Samuel and Saul knows him immediately by his robe. Yep. It or, is, or is that how we're supposed to read it? Oh, I That's, think exactly how I'm we're supposed like, to read it. That is wild to me. So it's, it, here's what's intriguing. And this is going to really, this really throws us off. And again, you could spend... Uh, you could write it. I'm sure there have been a million doctoral dissertations enough to sink a ship written on this. But what she says when he says, what do you see? And the woman says, I see a God. Right, up out right, of the right, right. The Hebrew here is Elohim. So it literally means a spirit. It's, it's like, yeah. it's sometimes this is, this word is used to reference Yahweh, uh-huh. uh, Elohim. Um, let us create man in our image, that concept of the Elohim of the divine council. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is just, about God. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is about other spiritual beings. And so of, of all of the confusing she it. doesn't right. know how to of all the confusing wow. terms she could have used, she uses the most confusing. <laughs> oh my God. And so uh <laughs> I, I think wild. it's it's it is wild. Um and uh wow. I I think I think uh this is part of the issue with the occult. Really? Is is you never know exactly what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, is it just, you know, you and you and your, you know, eight-year-old friend find an old Ouija board. And so you, you know, is, is, is Darren a poop head Mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, Darren, Darren's fingers are pulling it strongly towards no, and your fingers are pulling it strongly towards yes. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's like, is that what, is that, that 99.9, whatever percent of the time, that's probably what it is. Mm -hmm. But, but what if you do? step somehow into the spiritual realm. And then you're having a conversation with some Elohim, some spirit right. f- creature, and you have no idea who you're dealing with. Is it somehow the spirit of a dead person? We literally never see that except one time ever. And somehow God brings up the spirit of Samuel for Saul. This is, this is I think, God being patient mm-hmm. and merciful with Saul. The problem is, of course, Samuel is not mm-hmm. patient with Saul. And it seems to really be Samuel. And I don't, I don't, I can't get away from the fact 
that it is the spirit of Samuel somehow. It is yeah. the soul of Samuel. I know there are people who say it's a vision. Mm. Again, I'm fine with all that. It could be any of those things. Right. It we doesn't just change don't anything. Know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a the the idea that, yep. And what he tells him is you already know. Mm-hmm. You made an enemy of the Lord. And so you should already be, you don't need me to prophesy for you. You should be able to prophesy what's going to happen when you go to war tomorrow. You're going to die. You're going to join me. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it is a, yeah, you and your sons shall be with, with me. <laughs> Not that, but it really does feel like a movie script. Yes, it does. You know? It's very powerful and and very, um, it's hard. I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to read. It's hard to understand it. And and we again, we when we have obscure passages like this, we don't want to try to build a whole ton of theology out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, um, probably something I won't mention. And this is this is something people like to to hear on this. One of the things I probably won't mention. I, I'll wrestle through and decide before Sunday. But um, you know, there's two main theories on what happens when someone dies mm-hmm. um, as far as temporally, what happens to them within time. Um, and, and one is that they immediately, that, that if I, you know, if I killed over dead right now, my, the immaterial part of who I am, the, the psyche, who I am, Chris, my soul, my spirit would go to be with the Lord in some way. And my body would just be an empty shell and have no significance. And mm-hmm. would, you could, you know, whatever. And so, that, that I don't, there, there's not some, I, I am still conscious, my brain is still, not, not my brain, my mind mm-hmm. is still functioning, all of that. And so then I would go to be with the Lord, it, since I'm a believer, if I was a non-believer, I would maybe go to Hades, I would go to this imprisonment type mm-hmm. of camp um, until the day of judgment, and in this case, you know, the, the sheep and the goats are divided, etc. The trumpet mm-hmm. blows, and those who are dead will you know, come from wherever Hades and slash or paradise, whatever language mm-hmm. you want to use, and go to be now to be judged. Mm-hmm. Now, there's there's a lot of problems with that. There's a lot of good things in that, and there's a lot of problems in that. Mm-hmm. The other argument is that we we experience some torp, some sort of time lapse, like we are essentially like asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be called soul sleep? It's not literally sleep. The body doesn't sleep, but we just kind of go into a stasis, I guess. And, and our, our consciousness ceases, like as in we're no longer aware of the passage of time. Mm-hmm. Um, we wait. And then what happens is when the trumpet blasts, we are awakened. Mm-hmm. And the trumpet wakes us up, and that soul slash spirit is reunited with a new body and given a new body, and then we go to be judged, and then, you know, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. And so those are the two main. Those are the two those, main theories, yes. and within each of those, there's some differences. But um, I, I lean towards the second one, mm-hmm. um, which I know is strange. I mean, when I when I do a funeral, I'm more than happy to talk about somebody being in the presence of the Lord because I'm, I'm only slightly lean in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that their next conscious experience yeah. is to be in the presence of the Lord, Either whether way. it's happened Either already. Way. Or whether we're still waiting for right, the trumpet. Right, right, right. So it's not dishonest. Um, right. This one, this this one is one of the ones that argues for the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, Saul, Samuel is not called from paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, he is called from the grave. Mm-hmm. 
Um, now, again, like I said, you can't build too much theology on this passage because mm-hmm. it's so strange and it's so outside of the norm. But but his his immediate response is to be irritated as having been essentially woken. Mm-hmm. Um, why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? Mm-hmm. Well, that certainly doesn't sound like Samuel was somehow floating around in the clouds. Totally. Um, and so, but again, I don't want to build too much on this, but this is mm-hmm. one of the passages that I think puts a check mark in the the second that mm-hmm. we rest until. And that would also make it less weird if God said, okay, this spirit that is asleep, that slumbers, I'm going to wake it up to deliver my final, Samuel's spirit, I'm going to wake it up because I'm mm-hmm. God and I can do this, right. to deliver my final message mm-hmm. to Saul. Right. Um, and then Samuel goes immediately back to soul, to soul sleep until the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's, I think, explains best what happens. I, I don't, you know, Samuel does not seem to have come from um, some paradise somewhere mm-hmm. to have this conversation. Now, again, I know the arguments in both ways. And, and if somebody ever wants to pick one, I can pick the other one and I can defend it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have slowly, um, over time, inched towards mm-hmm. slightly more of the second one. Mm-hmm. And you're saying this a few a few times. We We need to be careful not to dive into uh, what the passage is not saying. Right. Is is a lot of people's temptation, is it a lot of like, okay, well, let's let's dive in and let's really look at what's this woman's power and what is I this? I think people do that. Okay. Um, I, I've, I haven't actually seen many. I don't mm-hmm. think people do that much now. Mm-hmm. I think modern exegesis, uh, modern hermeneutics teach us, mm-hmm. um, okay, there's something very real that happens here. Yeah. There's something very significant that happens here. It proves to us that something like this can happen. Right. But... But that's a little bit like saying, well, people can walk on water because um, it happens to two people in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So, but that doesn't mean it's a common occurrence that it's something that, well, if you'll just pray, you too can walk on water. Like right. that's not, um, yeah, people can be raised from the dead lit. Like, like, I don't mean reanimated. I mean, their body began to function again and their soul mm-hmm. and spirit be back in their body. We see that happens a handful of times in the Bible. Again, I don't think we're supposed to think that's normative. It doesn't happen mm-hmm. often. And every one of them, except for Jesus, um, later died. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I think I think if we're I think if this was something we were supposed to go, okay, what's what's the deal here? There would be a lot more about it. Mm-hmm. What we are commanded scripturally about this type of thing is don't do it. Mm-hmm. Over and over again in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, this the concept of so the the it's interesting the Hebrew here is mumblers. That's mm-hmm. what the that's what it means. It's people who cast cast spells, mm-hmm. incantations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'll reference the modern Wicca movement and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff too. Um, and that's that's probably the closest that exists to this is the modern Wicca movement. Mm. Um, and that's that's not it is it is a very self-absorbed, how do I take care of me? How do I gain power? How do I get what I want type of mentality? Mm-hmm. And and it can involve, you know, trying to engage with demonic forces. And honestly, I assume most of them, all most of them probably fail to engage demonic forces in any serious or significant way. Mm-hmm. Most of our, uh, I guess, mythology about this type of thing is probably fiction. Um, it doesn't mean it's not possible, right? And I think it does happen. Um, and I, but I think I think it's not. A, I don't think we have to be scared of it, right? Um, and I think that's an important, mm-hmm. um, yeah, 
that's a, that's a good one. That's a really good point. So, um, but we also don't need to be foolish about it, right? I was, and flippant, like, like yeah. oh yeah, you know, yeah. I, I I think it's very mockable and appropriately so. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite stories years ago was when the um, what was the oh the psychic network, the something mm-hmm. psychic network, mm-hmm. Miss Chloe and these other funny psychics when they went when they had to go bankrupt because of a bunch of bad investments. <laughs> right, right. And you're right. like, okay, see, that's funny. That, right. that deserves to be mocked. Apparently they weren't able to tell the future and, mm-hmm. and read things. <laughs> like literally bad stock investments was the main reason they went out of business. And so... But we ha- so we have stories like that and it's like, okay, well, it's easy to laugh it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think, again, the majority of the time, it, it is mockable, rightly so. Mm-hmm. And then you go, well, and, and yet... Don't play with it. Right. Because you might, like this witch uh, at the spring of door goes, oh my, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, her her life is changed by this right. moment. And I, I hope her career was changed. I hope she was stunned and f- spent the rest of her life mm-hmm. in fear of accidentally calling up a spirit mm-hmm. for real. And so she didn't want to have anything to do with it again. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think I think it's something that we avoid that we stay away from yeah. because it's not it's not wise it's not safe mm-hmm. and it is directly um, for God's people yeah so in the new testament where the language we see is like the word sorcery right it's the same type of thing it's still mumblers it's people who seek power through pagan means um and that's all through from old through new and everything is God's yeah. like, don't 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 do this don't play yeah, with these bad powers idea. right okay so there you go we'll We'll Wonderful. unpack it some more, but um, it, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Well, a lot of a lot of really cool things. I'm excited for Sunday. I hope you're encouraged. I know I am. 